0: views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe on online.
1: Uh, Now, uh, the Limerick development plan for the next six years has received a setback as the Minister responsible has been called on to reject zoning plans. Just a month ago, in June, Limerick City and County Council signed off on the big Limerick development plan for 2022 to 28 and it was due to come into effect at the end of this week. It was described at the time by the Council Chief Executive Pat Daly as a historic day for Limerick and the best plan for Limerick. has seen a letter to the Minister for Local Government and Planning Peter Burke from the Office of the Planning Regulator asking him to reject aspects of the Limerick Development Plans based on flood risks with a 45-page accompanying document. This would see lands at Ballykeef Pahili Road, the former Green Park race course and lands near the Crescent Shopping Centre all affected. Plans in these areas had included um, enterprise and employment as well as residential developments. 33 hectares to be zoned for a data centre in Bally Simon are also recommended to be deleted from the plans. So Labour Councillor Joe Ledden and Green Party Councillor Sean Hartigan join me now to explain more and give us their views on it. Uh, Good morning to both of you. First of all, Councillor Hartigan, what's happened here? This is all a bit
2: bizarre, isn't it? No, it's not one bit bizarre. Um, This relates to six amendments that councillors tried to introduce throughout the development plan um, to rezone land's they were on flood zones, flood zone A and flood zone B, so at high risk of flooding and at moderate risk of flooding. Um, specifically in relation to housing, it relates to 22 hectares um, at Green Park and at Pa Road that they wanted changed for use for housing. Um, the Office of the Planning Regulator said that these areas were subject to flooding and they shouldn't be used for housing. But, but this the ended up turning. in the final plan, didn't it? It ended up in the final plan against all recommendations from the OPW and OPR... Um, the councillors fought against the, the recommendations of the experts all the time. Um, the only councillors that wanted to go with the recommendation of the experts were Green Party councillors and we proposed amendments at the final development plan meeting um, to withdraw these uh, crazy um, amendments. Um, and, and your like,
1: position is based on the flood risk. That is why you had Based a, a on s- the,
2: based on the flood him. risk the experts are telling us don't build where there is floods and there's a justification test. you not to build where there's floods, if there's suitable lands available for the, for the particular type of development you're going to um, build, which in this case is housing. Um, we have 355.68 hectares of land zoned for housing within the city and suburbs, which is enough to accommodate 12,378 units, which is in, in excess of what we require. It's uh, 936 units in excess of what we require by 2028. So we don't need to build in these flood zones. I've had people onto me who are trying to purchase houses in areas that are already flood zones and are having difficulty with mortgages and difficulty with insurance. But, but, I mean, can it's you, absolutely. Can you explain
1: not. something to me? One of the sites affected by this news is but, on the Pahili Road. But there is a new school, isn't there? Gael Colostia Limni on site there at present. So
2: what's the difference? Uh, The the justification test for housing um, is more severe than it is for other uses. You are allowed... Now, the the school um, will be protected, will be built higher, will hopefully won't be subject to flooding, but you can build schools and other uses where you can't build housing. Housing is particularly um, protected from flooding.
1: A listener might think to themselves, That's a bit odd. We're prepared to send our students there, but not allow houses to be built.
2: Yeah, well, we're not talking about the water coming up over the building Joe um this is, this but you're, you're are objecting the, to it on the
1: basis of your concerns about flooding when it comes to houses. Nobody, nobody wants their house house flooded.
2: And if there's an alternative... Nobody wants place, their school
1: flooded either now.
2: They don't, no. But it, there, there's a lot of things to weigh up. As I said, there's a justification test. Um, if there's someplace else to build a school that isn't subject to flooding, you build it there. If not, you build it on this land.
1: OK, so it's a key concern of yours and other councillors, uh, Green Party councillor Sean Hartigan. Well, let's hear what Green TD for Limerick City, uh, Brian Ledness, had to say to Live 95 News about this.
0: I would say that in a situation where even if a place, even if there is a risk of flooding, so where there is also existing services and an existing infrastructure, you have to look at the flooding risk. Uh, But you have to look at the other uh, merits of developing there as well. And if there's a way of designing the development such that the flood risk is eliminated, then that should be considered. Uh, A lot of Limerick City is flood prone and it'll be increasingly flood prone uh, as we go forward. Flood risk alone shouldn't be the only consideration. Now, I need to look at the the, uh, recommendation from the Office of the Planning Regulator in detail and, you know, see see, does it make sense before I commit uh, to a position on that. But I think largely the development plan process was very positive. It engaged all the councillors of Limerick City and County and stakeholders uh, across the region. Uh, and I think it was the process, it was a two-year process that uh, started with a draft plan, which in my view was, was quite blunt and and basic and actually the final plan was quite good and um, so if it is the case that certain things have to be changed Uh, and it makes sense to change them on the advice of the planning regulator uh, and ultimately the sign-off of Minister Burke. then so be it. Uh, That's that's the process and it is a good process and uh, I think ultimately we will have a good development.
1: Right, that is Limerick City Green TD Brian Ledden and uh, we are talking to Councillor Sean Hartigan of the Green Party. It sounds like there's disagreement even in the Green Party on this. I mean Brian. I mean there's there's some nuance there, but in essence he is disagreeing with your position.
2: No, the justification test from the OPR said says you can build on land um, if there is no suitable alternative lands for the particular use or development. We have suitable alternative land for housing. We have 355.6 acres zone for housing, which will accommodate 12,378 units, which is in excess of what we need. So at this point in time, we do not need to build on flood zone land.
1: But do we not have a housing crisis in
2: Nimerick? Joe, we have enough land to build houses. Making zoning more land won't build any houses quicker.
1: Joe Ledden is with me, a Labour Party councillor. Good morning to you, Joe. So, have the majority of councillors been irresponsible in passing this development plan?
3: Absolutely not. And I think you hit the nail on the head at the very outset of this conversation when you said this is actually quite bizarre. Um, What we have here is a scenario whereby the majority of the elected members worked for over two years tirelessly in putting through our first city and county development plan back on the 17th of June and created a bit of history because it was the first development plan of the Unitary Authority, as in the merged Limerick City and County Council. Now, since then and throughout that process, both the OPR and the OPW have been, and I've been on your show a number of times talking about this, have interfered consistently in the preparation of this plan and have been opposed to certain sites being zoned. I have to correct Councillor Hartigan on a number of issues. There is no distinction in terms of a justification test, whether it's less vulnerable or highly vulnerable. A justification test is what it says on the tin. If a site passes a justification test, then it's suitable for development. And the first thing is, we have flood risk management guidelines, and and rightly so. They were implemented and adopted back in 2009. Those same flood risk management guidelines are in operation today. So the question I have to ask is, in the previous development plan, the six sites that have been identified by you, Joe, at the top of the show, particularly sites like Green Park, were all listed as suitable for residential development based on the flood risk management guidelines of 2009. So what has changed? What has changed since 2009 is we've had the introduction of the OPR, the Office of the Planning Regulator, who's now going around the country um, uh, identifying various different city and county development plans and simply trying to pick holes in them. Both Limerick City and County Council and the OPR are just simply wrong in terms of the approach they have taken in assessing flood risk and zoning. If a site passes a justification test which sites such as green park have passed then they're entitled to go through a planning application process we're not advocating the grant of planning we're only giving the developers and the owner of these sites to come in whether it's planning permissions for housing or whether it's planning permissions for offices or whatever the case may be, we're only giving them the opportunity by zoning to come in and then let the planning process happen. But what's very interesting, Joe, and I just make the point, what's very interesting about Green Park Racecourse and indeed a site out in Clonmacken, this year alone, both of those sites uh, were refused by Limerick City and County Council based on the OPR and flood risk assessment. Both of those sites were granted planning by Onboard Panala because board Panala looked at the sites Looked at the fact that both had passed justification tests, looked at the fact that there was a housing need in the city as a right. leader in the well, country, well, and granted
1: planning. Well, just before I Just I will let you back in, but I, I just want to contextualise this because obviously you, both of you, are much more aware of the intricacies of this than uh, a lot of people listening to it this morning. But, uh, for example, the Office of Planning Regulator has told the relevant Minister, Peter Burke, uh, that uh, the following proposed material amendments... Need to be made. So, for example, the Green Park racecourse, the former racecourse, from less vulnerable enterprise and employment to highly vulnerable new residential in flood zones A and B. Now, th- before I let uh, uh, Sean back in there, Joe, that's pretty tough and slightly alarming language, isn't it?
3: It may sound like alarming language but it, it isn't because once the site passes a justification test and the other point to make as well Joe is as part of the preparation of the development plan the council are legally obliged to have a strategic flood risk assessment done um, and, and that was done in the case of Green Park course. The owners of Green Park course, then brought in their own consultants to do another flood risk uh, assessment and justification test using the latest technology uh, in terms of computer modelling and breach analysis and so on. Uh, and in worst-case scenarios, uh, show that the site would not flood. The Pahili Road that you mentioned in terms of the school, Joe, is a classic example. Less than a, a couple of hundred yards from the school, the OPR are saying you cannot, you cannot have mixed use on a particular site. Councillor Kieran O'Hanlon lives in the Ribog area for the last 40-plus years, has said the site has never once flooded. And so much so, we have a school being built a couple of hundred yards down the road. So, like, we have to get real here. It's not a scenario whereby the flood only comes after 6 o'clock in the evening when you're gone out of the school or gone out of the office. Like, if a site passes a justification test, and if the modelling is done to say...
2: I, I, the site can be developed. Right, I wanted let well, to a it. back in there. Yeah, read the 45-inch report. None of these sites pass the justification test. If yes, they pass the is. justification Green Green test, test then, then they would be allowed, they would be rezoned. That's Green Park, incorrect. where the houses are currently being built in Green Park, part of it, is flood zone C, right, low risk. So and and also the report allowed somehow no, be built you, you, in so green you're, park.
1: You're you're, you're di- di- diametrically opposed here. You are saying Sean Hartigan they didn't pass the justification test. Correct. You yes. Them? And and yes. you're saying Joel Eden they did. So who are we to believe? Yeah, I, I'm. i the
3: report here. I'm looking at the report here from JBA Consultants on behalf of the council. I wish Councillor Hartigan had read it. Green Park Racecourse, and indeed the sites in Pahili Road, passed the justification test. I'm looking at another report from the RPS. Ha, folks, I mean, it either did or it didn't. No, I think on. he's, reading a, he's
2: reading a report from a private consultant from JBA that the developers got done themselves.
3: JBA are the consultants used by the council. Please be clear about this. RPS are the consultants used by the owners of Green Park. Both consultants undertook justification tests in relation to Green Park Racecourse, and both Right. Ha. Well, Councillor yeah. do, do, you, do you have any evidence that
1: what um, uh, uh, Councillor Ledin is saying is wrong? Yes, look at the 45-page
2: report. It says that none of these sites passed the justification test. Listen Absolutely to the experts. Incorrect. Listen this to the OPR following. and listen to the OPW. They're te- if they're telling us these are zones, okay. don't build houses there, then well, we shouldn't build houses there when we have alternative place to build houses. The OPR was brand brand formed brand to, system? System? to stop councillors making stupid decisions on foot of the Tribunal of Inquiry into certain payment matters. Um, the uh, Mahan uh, Tribunal. Can, can I ask right. this
1: then? Um, based on the OPR uh, recommendations, to Minister Peter Burke, uh, who's the relevant minister and he's involved in other things, including the uh, directly elected mayoral legislation for uh, Limerick. Um, Does this mean, Councillor Ledden, that, frankly... The development plan is a busted flush. I mean, how
2: can he ignore the the office of development regulator? Busted flush. This only took out twenty-two hectares of housing out of three hundred and seventy-seven hectares. We have we have have three hundred and seventy-seven hectares minus twenty-two. We have a excess of land zone for housing. We don't need to make people live on flood zones where they can't get insurance and where they can't get mortgages.
3: if we were to take, look, this
2: Deputy Leden
3: said it at the start of the programme here, right? My name's a We're a riverside city, right? If we were to take this black and white approach that Councillor Hartigan is advocating, you'd have no Clayton Hotel across from Limerick's Live 95 uh, uh, FM. You'd have no uh, Kirkland development down on, on Bishop's Quay. You'd have no Absolute Hotel beside the canal. You'd have no docklands development. You'd have no little being built on the Dock Road, all in flood zone areas. You'd have no Cleves development over by St Michael's, and the limits. Where, where, where to be fair, now there has been a bit of flooding,
1: you know, over the years. There
3: has, yeah, but Joe, see, this is where you you mitigate against the flooding. We have seen before whereby flood protection and defences can be put in, right, and and you mitigate against that. So it's not a black and white whereby if a site is identified in a flood zone that you don't potentially develop on it. You look at it in terms of uh, uh, embankments and so on and flood protection measures. Uh, and that's what we're saying here. And the flood risk management guidelines, and let's stick to the facts here, the 2009 flood risk management guidelines are applicable today as they were in 2009. Right. And they identified back do you, then... So you, do touches.
1: you anticipate the Minister will accept these uh, changes um, as advised, slash perhaps instructed
3: by the Office of Planning Regulation. No, I don't because, first of all, we're in a housing crisis, right? And secondly, the sites and with the tests that have been at the justification, justification tests that have been done on the sites, and those sites have passed those tests which should enable them to come in for planning and then let the planning process happen. So I don't envisage the Minister will listen to the OPR. In fact, I understand there'll be a two- to three-week consultation period again now, as long as, as, as long as the Minister writes back to the Council. Before, you,
1: before gotten, you come back go, in, Sean, sure, I'll let you in one second, but I just want to be clear about one thing. Does that mean then that uh, the overall development plan due to kick in at the end of the month will be held up?
3: Yes, that's my understanding. For, in, in regards to these particular sites, until such time as the Minister writes to the Council... And what about the rest of the, com- the plan? The Rest
1: of the plan, I mean, I don't think there's an issue with the rest right. of the plan, so that's okay. uh, Sean, Sean Hartigan, um, in terms of uh, um, uh, your TD here, Brian Ledden, uh, are you going to say to him, because obviously he's part of the government at the moment, uh, Brian, you better go and sort this out and make sure that Minister Peter Burke um agrees with the planning regulator on this matter? No, I'm not going to say well, it.
2: Why aren't you? The, you're part of the same party, you're not going to the, talk to the TD, yeah, uh, um, Joe this um, ruling from the OPR didn't rule out the development of these lands into the future. Um, It's it's specifically about some of these lands. It said um, the development type envisaged should not be built until such time as the Limerick Flood Relief Scheme has progressed. So it, it allowed... There is an opening there to develop these lands into the future, but up to 2028, to we don't to need out, to develop these the lands because there is alternative land available. We talking about
1: the 2050s before that would happen.
2: I don't know, Joe, but we, if, if, if it comes but, but, uh, to a situation. Okay, so what, comes, can, can you ask me
1: one question? If it comes I, here's, to a here's, a, here's a genuine question for we, Sean. If it comes to Gen a situation question, where we Sean. use up the you're a Green, Green councillor, okay? We have a Green TD elected in the constituency, part of the government of which the Greens are formed, part of the coalition. What are you going to say to that TD who appears to have a different position
2: to you on this? I would. I would think that his position is that if you need to build houses near the city and there's no alternative there, then you can put in flood relief schemes. Yes, Such that can be road done road. in the future. It can be done in the future. But at this point in time, we have 355 hectares of land, yeah. enough to build 12,370 uh, 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 and Ledin, houses. you know, build those houses yeah, on land. Sean, doesn't where Sean Hartigan have, to
1: have a good point there?
2: Sure, no, there's there's loads of land available.
3: Well, if there was loads of land available, where aren't all the planning applications? He's talking about 12,500 houses. That was zoned in the plan. But the reality of that is, 3,000 of those houses were to come from the Land Development Agency. I asked a question at the last council meeting, and Councillor Hart was at the meeting. We we were told we mightn't see a planning application from the Land Development Agency for two or three years. So there's 3,000 houses gone out of the 12,500 before you start. Then you've limited twenty thirty in terms of the the potential to build houses out in Munger, which is a couple of hundred houses, which is subject to digital review. That could go on for a couple of years. We have other people sitting on land, and I've consistently asked this for the last two years of this development plan. The owners of land zoned for residential development where are we with those owners when I've asked the forward planning section in terms of them coming in for planning applications and they couldn't, they couldn't answer me the question. Here we have developers with land in the heart of the city so we're preventing urban sprawl because the sites such as Green Park, Racecourse, you could walk into town, walk to work, walk to schools. It ticks all the back boxes in terms of the national development plans, national policy, planning policy and so on. And uh, there's already... There's already floods. And, this and a serious question here. Can you, can you
1: assure people who would buy houses there in the future that their houses wouldn't
3: flood? Absolutely. I mean, I'm not advocating that we build a uh, house that could potentially flood. Far from it, those days are gone. I'm advocating for the building on land that has never flooded, that we have justification tests from the council's own independent.
1: And has it been um, future proofed based on climate change?
3: Yes, I mean, in, in regards specifically to Green Park Reservoir, the owners there are, are looking to build one meter above the permitted uh, level. Sea well, level. But well, there so you are, Sean
1: Hartigan. Above. One meter so, above. Future, yeah, they're
3: future-proofing
2: it as well. Yeah, you'd wonder why we need experts, why we need the OPR and the OPW when well, we've got Joe Liddell, who was an expert in flooding, and can tell us where we can build. Well, I'm only We don't. Can we can we the don't need to build. Look, Joe. You went up to the climate conference you went up to the biodiversity conference uh, in Dublin you went on the train which was great great for climate change and it's great to see you've an interest in these things but you obviously weren't listening very well because our our risks of flooding due to climate change is going to increase in the future and we shouldn't be stupid and we shouldn't be building on land that we're being told by experts not by local representatives by experts it's subject to flooding I'm
3: quoting GBA the council's consultant I'm quoting RPS, the owners at Green Park Racecourse Owners Consulting. I'm reading the flood risk management guidelines mm. prepared by the state 2009 and they're all saying if a site okay. passes a justification test, and then I ca- I One last question, Joel. So you know, uh, you're
1: you mentioning Green Park a lot. What about the other sites that have been highlighted okay. by the planning regulator? Are you as confident there and do you have the evidence to support that the same thing could be done?
3: Well, Joe, to be fair, I've referenced Green Park and we spoke about this on your show yeah, a few times because yeah, sure. I live beside it. Sure, of I'm course, I understand 20 plus it. years of councillor and I want to see the, the, the site developed. That's the first reason. In relation to the Pahili land, uh, I'm on the board of the Gale Colosta where we're currently building a new school down on Clare Street, literally a couple of hundred yards from the two Pahili road sites, which the OPR are and now... You don't believe you're going to, to
1: have to give wellingtons to the teachers and the students?
3: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When we're not in the business of building in flood zones. It's as simple as that. We're okay. building on sites that have passed justification all right, all
1: right. well, listen And f- in
3: relation to the Crescent Shopping Centre site in Dourad Oil, that's another site uh, in terms of uh, preventing urban sprawl, that we, we can build a commercial office development to create the jobs and facilitate okay, the jobs okay. that are coming into the city and,
1: and, and prevent and, these jobs and, going and sh- outside the city. And finally, Sean, I mean, when do you expect Minister Burke to make a decision on this? And will you be asking Brian Ledden to ask the Minister about it?
2: No, I won't be asking Brian Layden anything. Would, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sorry.
1: I, this, I mean, I, sure. I, this is completely beyond me, I, I'm, I'm being genuine here. Why would you not talk to your TD about this when he's part of the coalition?
2: Well, what do you want me to do? To ask him to uh, Peter Burke to make a decision on 22 hectares of land that we don't need when we've got 355 hectares? Well,
1: make the decision that you want in relation to it, which is that it shouldn't go ahead.
2: I'm sure the minister will have the good sense to make the decision on his own without any advice from me. He doesn't need advice from me. He's got advice from all the experts. I'm only listening to the experts. He listened to them too. All right.
1: Interesting. All right. Thank you very much, both of you, for a fascinating debate on this subject this morning. We will await developments, as they say. Appreciate both of your time this morning. Uh, Green Party Councillor Sean Hartigan and Labour Councillor Joe Letton.
0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Netsch on Live 95.